Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good day. Whenever you are listening, this is Six Rings and Football Things, Cadillac's Crucial Clashes Edition, Week 8, as the Patriots bounce back or turn the page from their best win of the season, the comeback effort against the Buffalo Bills at home, to yep. look forward. We can, Andy, we can call them the Crucial Clashes now because they won a game. Oh, so okay. So it's not... It's not the patty cake anymore. It's not, oh, it doesn't matter. No, it worked. It was the matchups, and they won a football game. And I would argue this Sunday's trip to Miami to take on the Dolphins might be the most crucial team clash of the season, maybe the most crucial in Mac Jones' young career. And I know we've said that a lot this year as sort of the ebbs and flows of his benchings and poor play. But as I wrote on WEEI.com this week, you know, it's one thing to get your finally get that game where you had the comeback, you beat a good quarterback, all of that. It's all true. It's all great. We hadn't seen it. We've seen it. That's good. Now do it again. And as Mac right. Jones said, consistency is the word this week because anybody in the NFL can have a one-off great game, an upset. You know, there was no pressure. Most people thought, you know, the Patriots were an eight-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Oh, the Bills are going to come in and do what the Bills do against the Patriots. They yep. didn't. Now you face – as extreme a challenge, or maybe more so, heading to Miami, the Heat, you are a nine-and-a-half-point underdog against the Dolphins. Tua doesn't lose to the Patriots. That offense is it's crazy rolling. That he doesn't lose to this team. It's weird. We can yeah. get into that maybe. Um, <laughs> but I think this is a huge week. Like, if you want to be taken seriously, forget about playoffs and division, but you just want to be taken seriously, and it's like, oh, maybe they have improved. Maybe they are building something for the second half of the season you got to go down there and at least fight the good fight. This can't be Dallas. This can't be the Saints. This can't be some undressing where Tua, you know, goes 16 of 17 in the first half and builds some early lead. So I think this is an interesting matchup on that level. We know yeah. historically Miami is a tough place for the Patriots, weather, whatever it may be. 
Um, I know there were some reports you guys were talking about. They're practicing in long sleeves and hoodies and, you know, trying to sweat it out, I guess, to get ready. Um, So let's just off the bat. Do you think this team is in a good state of mind, state of being? I, I thought it was interesting Wednesday at Gillette Stadium, the press conferences, there was definitely an upbeat nature to it. Now it helped that there were a lot of questions about the Halloween party the day before and costumes yeah. and space and star Wars. But um, I, I got to say it. I think Mac Jones and I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan. I don't, I'm right. I'm not his buddy like Dan Orlovsky. I don't text him every night to check in and say good night before bed. Um, Are you tucked in? <laughs> right. Like I don't do that. Okay. Orlovsky. I can't take you seriously anymore when you talk Mac Jones, but that's a different topic for a different day. Um, I like the way he's, carried himself over this seven week stretch and even this week he doesn't seem too high he doesn't seem like oh my god i'm awesome now i'm gonna because i played well i can be cocky i feel like mac has remained even keeled so where do you think this team's kind of aura direction mentality is right now so i would i 100 agree with you on mac i think he when he says i don't listen to the noise i think he actually means it and a lot of people say it but you catch them liking a tweet here and there. You see them right. retweet something or they repost 10 things on their Instagram story. It's like, well, you are online, but right. I don't think Mac Jones really buys into it. I think he truly, t- you know, tones it out and says, this is my job and I'm just going to do what I know how to do. And he talks about it every week, the process, and I'm going to do it how I'm, how I'm taught and how I know it can work. And last week it worked. And I think that's why you saw that, um, that NBC sports camera guys video of everybody all over Mac Jones after the game. Like he comes in, he gets his work done. He speaks it and he tries to speak it into existence. And it finally actually happened for all of them. So, um, you know, these, the talks and reports of, you know, Mac, maybe not having support in the locker room. I find it hard to believe because I think they, they rally around that guy. I think they like him and what he displays on the outside to us, um, is not how he acts inside the locker room with them when the doors are closed. I mean, I just, I don't see how that um, would be the case. And I think you're right. I think he has a good attitude about, about it all. Like right now he's not too high. He's back to work. He's, we got to focus on Miami. And um, I think that's a good thing. And I think when you talk about the aura of the team in general, they saw one go through the hoop last week. They know they can win and they know they can win in that fashion. We talked about it, me, you and Fitzy on the post game show. Uh, There was no caveats. There was no, oh, but this happened. Oh, but that happened. That was a straight up good win, good football performance against a good football team. Um, And I like, I I read your column yesterday on on WEI.com about the Belichick thing and good job. Now go do it again. And I I actually went back and I read that, that New York post thing from, that was pretty awesome. I'd never seet that before. Yeah. That's cool stuff. You should check it out on, on our website and you can, Uh, follow along as well with what we're talking about but uh great job they did it they know they can do it um there's that confidence in the room now that they can do it and now they got to go do it again and i think um and i'll get off my my soapbox here in a second but we we talk about um like must wins in football and last week against buffalo was not a must win because they had lost all their must wins up to that point but now they're two and five Now, if they get this one done, they have games against the Giants and the Commanders and an easier schedule, and then they can sort of get get cooking if they can somehow get to 500. And I know they have to take it one game at a time, but 
talking about must wins, I think they have one again this weekend in Miami. If they can get it done, they can go on a run here. Yeah, I think this is so, you know, talking about 500, you win this. I think you get to 500 in a sense that you kind of equal out the Saints Cowboys game. Like those were horrifically bad. Right. right. This is two good wins. Okay. Now we're even. Now we have some winnable games on the horizon. I'm not saying you're going to make the playoffs, but you're you're bringing sort of stability and credibility to just who yeah. you are as a football team on October 31st as opposed to September 31st or whatever, totally. wherever you were in your development. Um, and then from Mac's perspective, I never bought into, and I think, I keep saying this, I'm pretty sure here in the sort of six rings world and feed, we've done a good job of not buying into the narrative that Mac had lost the team, lost the locker room. Right. I think probably his teammates if you really like truth serum injected them probably are a lot like some of the outside supporters like they think mac works hard they think he has a process they think he has a decent attitude maybe they doubt sometimes like can he get me the ball when he needs to get me the ball sure, like sure. on the field like the actual production and that's normal right like i'll go back to the the Raiders game, the throw he missed on the first drive, I think, to Hunter Henry, like a third down mm-hmm. throw. I'm sure Hunter Henry, somewhere deep down, he loves Mac, is thinking, you can't miss me on that, Mac. You got to get, like, you right. got to hit. Are you talking about the interception or another? No, another drive? no, okay. the one Because the interception is the same way. The same interception thing. one, too. Like, he's thing. wide open there. Yeah, same And idea. it's not, I hate Mac. It's like, damn it, Mac, you need to get that to me kind of thing. Right. Like, natural. So, but I think it was good for everyone to get the win. Good for every Mac felt great. Like the smile during those post-game congratulations and the yeah. interview with Evan Washburn, the whole thing, like Mac was feeling good. But again, you lose by two scores in Miami. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Everybody will forget that gets wiped out immediately. Yep. Like that's gone and buried. Um, so I do think they're in a good perspective. We should touch on before we get into the specifics, the health status situation, sort of for both teams um, Patriots, Shorter injury report, trending, I think, healthy, trending healthier than the Dolphins. The one I want to ask you about, because I don't think I'm stealing anything from the matchups you have, but Trent Brown, um, mm-hmm. is he helped? Like, because we just get Mike Onwenu back. And I think we're like, oh, oh, with that line, you look decent. And you yep. kind of did the job. But if you lose Trent Brown, if he's not out there or anybody, but Trent Brown's the one I want to ask about because he's been on the injury report two straight weeks, chest, then he left the game um, with an ankle injury, I believe. Ankle and knee, I believe so it's listed as, yeah. he's a big guy. And as I always say, people that weigh like 370, lower body injuries are a big deal because there's a lot of pressure and weight on those types of things that can right. hurt them. Do you have a concern about Trent Brown in this game? Um. Not really. I think the fact that he came in, came back in the game is a positive because clearly they tested him and figured out that, okay, you can play if you can tolerate the pain. Um, And I know obviously, you know, once swelling goes down, a few days go by, like things obviously change. But uh, the fact that he was not a non-participant yesterday in practice and that he was limited tells me, okay, he's moving around. He's working through it. Um, I think they're going to try and get him on the field. Uh, if they can't, and we can sort of get into the, the the offensive line when we talk about our matchups even more in depth, but um, you're right. Like, they finally got some to cook in there of owned one at right tackle. So I don't know if they would uh, maybe bring in a Calvin Anderson. They brought in Vidarian Lowe on the left side for, like, two plays during the no, game thank when you. Trent was out, and it was it was immediate false start, five-yard penalty. I think they ended up either going, like, three and out on the drive or whatever happened. And so um, they have something there. Ultimately, I think Trent is in 
like a decent mindset this season. Um, I feel like sometimes he's, he's been a roller coaster, and I think he would probably even admit to it that he's had ups and downs in his career. I think on those downswings of his career, he probably wouldn't have went back in the game like he did um, on Sunday. So the fact that I, I see him as in like a, a better, you know, headspace, if you will, and sort of he's, he's bought in right now, I think he's going to do what he can to try and play. So um, I, I would, as of right now on Thursday at, what is it, 9 a.m., I would, I would say I would expect trying to play this weekend. Rookie move there. Don't timestamp the podcast. It's a podcast. It's evergreen. We want yeah, people. You're right. people could be anywhere in the world at any time on any Cut day. It. Come on, Cadillac. Anyway, that brings oh, us sorry. into Cadillac's crucial clashes for this big matchup. With the Dolphins in Miami, so where are we starting off, Mike? All right, let's uh, let's talk about the old. Uh, it's the featured image. It's the cover photo of the column on weei.com, and it is Mike McDaniel versus Bill Belichick, and not only Bill Belichick, but Belichick, Mayo, and Little Belichick, Steve. Was this three on one um, fight? This, yeah, and I think McDaniel might still have the <laughs> upper hand. Uh, <laughs> so. Obviously, you know, a lot's been made of Belichick's job security over the last couple of weeks. I think um, it's sort of been hushed with the Rappaport report and the big win against Buffalo. I think there's sort of an understanding that, you know, this is no longer Bill's job to lose. I think he's sort of in the driver's seat. But anyway, I think this matchup goes like above and beyond just the job security. I think you look at where Mike McDaniel is in his career, um, this sort of new age, new face offensive wizard who um at one time i was not a mike mcdaniel guy i thought it was kind of um cheesy if you will and i didn't think players would buy into it but um as of right now i think they are he he really knows what he's doing uh from an offensive perspective as far as you know where the nfl is trending and then i look at bell belichick and mcdaniel said it himself of the last time where um he basically gave his flowers to belichick and was like it's this timeless defense it's always you know, calculated and, you know, on time and they know what they're doing. And the, the way he said it was like, uh, ever since the iPod, this, this defense has been the same and like, it, whatever it was like, so talking about how timeless it is. And so I think it's a unique matchup from, um, just that perspective where this, you know, the new age offense versus Belichick's timeless defense. And it's not just Belichick because you look at Mayo, who is everyone expects to be the next in line head coach. And even Steve, I think, Steve gets a lot of flack for being sort of this, the son of Bill and handed the job and whatever. But I think Steve does a pretty good job. Like this defense is good and he has his hands in it just as much as Mayo does. So um, I w- I'm looking at sort of how they defend. And the last time they did it, uh, they used that three high safety look. They did also have Christian Gonzalez in there. He's not going to be here. So that changes things. But um, I'm just, I'm looking at how, the three defensive minds go against the one offensive wizard um, with the Dolphins this weekend. And I think this is interesting in that it's not only generational, I think, mm-hmm. not only offense and defense, not only generational. It's also sort of philosophical in the sense that, like, um, you know, some people wake up and choose violence. I think McDaniels wakes up and chooses speed. Like, yeah. I think Mike McDaniels. And weed. <laughs> well, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but, like, and the, and the Patriots have historically not been a speed-based defense. They're more about right. uh, versatility and strength. And I, there was a quote maybe last year where someone was asking Mayo about his linebackers, and he said, like, the, the fast guy might take, you know, sort of a roundabout route, and the guy who's smarter and knows what he's doing takes a straight line, and they might get there at the same time. I'll take the guy who knows what he's doing and doesn't take any false steps, mm-hmm. whereas – 
I think McDaniel might just say, give me the speed and then I'll coach him up to get there in a straight line. And then I'll really win because right. I mean, I think the dolphins, I believe have been credited with having the three fastest players in the NFL with Mostert, yeah. Waddle and Hill. Um, so I, I think this is an interesting matchup just sort of on, cause I, I don't really love and trust the Patriots speed and athleticism. I mean, I know John Jones and we'll get into him in a minute is fast and they have some guys, I'm not saying they don't have anybody, but, um, just sort of the core of Duggar, Peppers, Jelani Tavai, Juwan Bentley, Bentley yeah. like 40% of your team right there in the middle of the field. I think more often than not, you don't match up athletically with the Dolphins, whoever right. the Dolphins players are. And I think that's an interesting matchup and could be a concern. We saw it last year, right? There right. was the, um, the missed tackle. It was Duggar and Bentley. That missed the tackle on Waddle. He goes to the house. That was the difference in that football game. And I think that can happen at any time. And I do think they – now, we'll get into the Tyreek Hill injury and whether he's available and maybe they have to turn to Waddle. But Waddle's not a bad second option right. or fiddle he'd, or whatever. He'd be a number one on probably 20 other teams. So like. Right, right. So um, I I like the matchup. And, and I'm not saying the matchup is all Dolphins here. Like I'm saying, I well, mean, they contained it. They contained it week yep. two. Like yep. they let they Patriots have yet to let up a hundred yard receiver this season. So even with speed, even with you know high quality receiver, I guess players in this league, they've still been able to handle it this season. Yeah. So like I I think this is a fun, interesting matchup, and the ways in which your trio goes against their you know new guy. And I'm with you, by the way. I'm like McDaniel. Early on, I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. He seems mm -hmm. like. But I've come to accept that it's not an act, that he's being genuinely himself. Like the 100%. quirkiness, the whatever he portrays himself as is the modern version of Belichick, who I, I'm going to give him credit and say it's not an act. He's weird in his own ways, Belichick. He's been weird forever. He does things his way. And I think Mike McDaniel is sort of the modern offensive version of that. And it's it's intriguing to see if this has legs, as you said, and how long this can go with them. Because right now they're rolling. They're putting up historic numbers. They have the talent, the whole thing. Um, and the NFL has taken notice. If you notice, yeah. there's a lot more videos and marketing of sort of Mike McDaniel and what he is. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. Um, but yeah, no, that that's an interesting matchup. So um, the coaches matchup, uh, what is your first on-field player versus player type matchup? Yeah, so um, this one has a little bit of a caveat because it is Jonathan Jones, who we mentioned, and it is against Tyreek Hill, um, who Tyreek Hill did not practice on Wednesday for Miami with a hip injury. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback, talked about it uh, on Wednesday and said that he basically alluded to the fact that we'll get Tyreek back at some point down the line. And so yeah, it didn't sound great. Yeah, it was almost like when Troy Brown let it slip that uh, Marcus Jones is done for the season earlier with us. And so right. um, I don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to play. Um, he's someone who I could see waking up today and being a full participant. Like he's just sort of a, a freaky athlete where it's like, okay, I'm healed and I'm good and let's go run 95 yards to the end zone. And so we'll see what happens. But um, if he does play, obviously um, Jonathan Jones has sort of been the Patriots – I don't want to call it a secret weapon because, you know, the teams have won, but uh, the, the Tyreek teams have won, but they've sort of kept him in check and they've done it a lot with Jonathan Jones. Uh, some numbers for you. The last five times Tyreek Hill has played against 
Jonathan Jones, and these are his matchups against Jonathan Jones, was 2022 Week 17. They targeted him twice, didn't complete a pass. Jones picked one off. Week 1, four targets, two completions, 28 yards. 2020, when he was with the Chiefs, three targets, one completion, 22 yards. 2019, six targets, four completions, 38 yards. 2018, one target. So they've, held, they've held him in check when they had John Jones on him. So they weren't able to do it in week two because Jonathan Jones was hurt. He hurt himself leading up to the game. They ended up being able to mitigate Tyreek Hill um, anyway because, again, they used that three-high safety look that, we, that I've talked about that we saw. They had Christian Gonzalez on him as well. Um, so they sort of have an answer for Tyreek Hill that not a lot of people and not a lot of defenses have. Um, so I, I look at John Jones in that matchup and I, I, I want to see if they can do it again. Um, the same goes, however, like we mentioned for Jalen Waddle. So if Tyree kill is out, uh, we can look at the matchup the same way. And Jalen Waddle is going to turn into their number one. He's nursing an injury as well. It was a back injury he left last week's game with. So if they don't have both of them, then I'm chalking this up to a Patriots win, but I oh. think Waddle's going to play. I think Waddle's going to play. It makes it that much more difficult, but they'll defend Waddle the same way that they defend Hill again with Jonathan Jones. Um, and I think it's a good matchup for the Patriots um, against this Dolphins defense that really not a lot of other teams have an answer for. Um, so certainly Jonathan Jones has been sort of the kryptonite for Tyree Kill. He's done a really good job over the years. Now, Jonathan Jones has had his health issues all year. Yep. Um, so I think that's something to kind of keep an eye on moving forward. But I will say... The cornerback position, like there, you're talking about, could they be without Waddle and Hill, um, or at least one of them potentially? The Patriots' cornerback position is actually getting deeper. Um, you know, I, Gonzalez is gone. That's unfortunate. Like it would be fun to see, but you have Jonathan Jones now healthy. You have Jack Jones back. You have J.C. Yep. Jackson rounding back into Patriots. He's Jason been awesome. Jackson. Yeah, like he, yeah. he's becoming the Legarrette Blunt. Like, oh, it doesn't work yep. elsewhere. He sulks. He quits on that team, and he comes back, and he's right back to what he does for you kind of thing. Um, so they have some depth there. And I would also say Miami doesn't really have um, – now Braxton Berrios could be an issue for them. Like the, the last couple of weeks we've seen young tight ends, athletic tight ends, give the middle of the field problems for yeah. the Patriots. And Miami doesn't – to my knowledge, really have that. They're starting know. tight end is Durham Smythe. Yeah, who's the so other So take guy? with that what you will. Um, I don't know. Um, Julian Hill, I'm not really familiar yeah, with. Yeah, neither am I. The only one I um, know is Smythe. And, you know, Mike McDaniel, good coach. Maybe he schemed something up. I'm sure he's seen what the tight ends have done against the Patriots and probably is looking to get some matchups for whoever his guys are that he feels comfortable in that area. And maybe it's the running backs. Maybe they use that in that sense um, yep. a little bit to get some matchups they like. Um, but yeah, on paper, certainly Tyree kills the worst matchup in football. He's going to have a thousand. If he plays, he'll go over a thousand yards in this game or he should. Right. Um, he's <laughs> right. at nine, whatever, um, putting up ridiculous numbers. But Jonathan Jones has done the job. Maybe Tyree kill doesn't play. The one thing that would just scare me is Waddles had a quiet year mm -hmm. because he's in Tyree kills shadow. Hale has been the guy. I just wonder, like, does he view this as, like, my opportunity to show I, I really am a number one? I mean, I'm a number right. two, he, like his Jalen Brown moment. Like, yeah. no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm, I can do this um, right. and have, like, a bee in his bonnet with something to prove um, would just be something I'd keep an eye on. I am a Waddle fan, too. I've always liked him coming out of Alabama. I hope it's not a Jalen Brown Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals moment. Well, actually, I do if I'm rooting for the Patriots. But Listen, listen. 
We're not taking pot shots at my guy Jalen Brown on this <laughs> podcast. I'll take a lot of a things, man. but I'm not taking. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. He's a good player too. Leave him he alone. Is a good player. It was one game, and they won. It W's happens. or W's. Uh, like we could get. Yeah, you know, the comparisons probably apt because against the Patriots, Tyreek Hill hasn't shown up the way Jason Tatum doesn't show up for many times in big games. Hey, not not. A, don't talk about my guy Jason Tatum like that. Come on. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's get into matchup number three for Catholic's crucial clashes. All right. Uh, you got it there again. Good job. You're getting the hang of the, the crew. I am. I'm, you know, it only took me to the eighth week of the season. Yeah. To get yeah. So um, this sort of dovetails into what we talked about earlier. And again, what you wrote about um, the whole, okay, good job. Do it again. And it's the Patriots offensive line against Miami's defensive front. So two weeks in a row now, uh, Patriots going up against a very solid defensive front. Um, obviously, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins. Uh, and even Zach Zeeler, who or Siler, has been um, a defensive tackle for Miami, who not not really a big name, but he's he has four sacks on the season. He's been a run stuffer, a, you know, a pass obviously a passing down threat as well. Um, and this Patriots offensive line showed up last week, showed up, barn on, no caveats, whatever. We talked about it. Mike on when was at right tackle. Uh, Trent Brown was good. Even City So was probably their worst at right guard and. You know, you can cover up a right guard. You can't cover up a right tackle. And I think they finally figured that out. We talked about it here since freaking training camp, probably, right? Put my gun one at right tackle. Yep. Um, they finally listened. They finally went with it. And it worked. Mac Jones was in rhythm. He was able to throw not only to the second level, but the third level. He was able to, you know, make reads. And he also, as much as he got the ball out quick, that's what he's talked about he likes to do. And so he had the time. He had the the way to do it. Um, and it was great and it was good. And, you know, we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but it's Thursday. We have to move on just like they have to move on. So now go do it again. Hopefully they stick. They keep on one there. I don't see why they wouldn't. It worked. He should be on board. They should be on board. So if you go into this game with Trent strange, Andrews, Sal, and, uh, Mike Onwenu, hopefully you should be fine, but you got to prove it to me. Do it again against again, another good defensive front, 24 sacks for the dolphins, just like, uh, the Bills were one of the league leaders on defensive fronts as well. Um, so it's a challenge again. Can you do it again? That's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, this is, a, I mean, it's a Dolphins defense that, I, you know, is top 10 in yards allowed, um, mm -hmm. lower in points. Um, certainly the Bills game swayed that a little bit. They came up short in that matchup. Um, they have, similar to the Bills actually last week, I, they have 24 sacks. It's spread out a little bit. They got three guys with four more yeah. sacks. Like you got Van Dinkel and guys up front that – maybe aren't household names or people aren't like, you know, expecting them. Maybe they think Chubb from his, you know, draft status, but um, it's a good front. Wilkins yeah. is a guy who likes to do uh, the Judon celebration when he does it sort of mock Judon yeah. when he plays the Patriots. So he's a guy you have to deal with. But to me, this isn't as much about the dolphins as it is just the Patriots. It's just yeah, show up to your job. Well, who are the five? Um, I know, I just assume on when it was going to be a right tackle. I know they have avoided talking about it. Every, you know, Clem, O'Brien, Bill, like whatever. Bill said, Bill said, we'll give you the lineup on Sunday if that's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So the Dolphins, oh, the Dolphins have no idea how to practice. Yeah, right. You're not telling them who's playing right tackle, I guess, whatever. Um, I think the Dolphins would be quite happy if you don't put Mike on when at right tackle this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Victory right. for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, now, it was a little weird that we continue to have these, like, allusions to Bill talking to Onwenu about, like, where he's going to play. Like, I mm -hmm. still don't truly understand why 
he has a say why a a why he has a say b why he wouldn't want to play right tackle where i think he can make himself more money yep. yeah like it's it's a little weird but whatever um but we've talked a little bit about this you said it going back to camp anytime the patriots have been ruined the line is part of the story whether it's july 29th august 7th september whatever like it, they've been a part, they've ruined practices, they've ruined reps and drills, and we've blogged about it, we've podcast about it the whole time. So the opposite is true. Just have a little stability so that maybe we can talk about other things. Maybe we can talk about Mac. Maybe we can talk about receivers and Demario Douglas getting open and all, like right. all the possible. Maybe we can talk about how well are you blocking for Ramondre and did, does he need to pick it up? And I think your only opportunity to do that is have on Wenno at right tackle and sort of get some continuity here. Now, to be fair, Scar won't be in the building. So I know I some know. people were giving credit last week. Scar fly being him down to Miami. Like bring him to Miami. Maybe that's like his uh his gift for making it into the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, right. Oh wow, a trip to Miami this week. Coincidentally, hey, you want to come to the game and hang out with yeah. us on the sideline yeah. kind of thing? Um yeah. and what are you doing Thanksgiving weekend? You want to come to the Meadowlands? <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I do think um it all starts, it's cliche, it's boring. Gresh loves it. Fans don't. It's not fantasy football. Hell, but it's so true. It is. And in 10 years, it might not be. Once they go to flag football and all these mm -hmm. fat guys are no longer part of the game, we won't be. But it's 2023. The offensive line matters. It's ruining seasons for other teams across mm -hmm. the NFL. And maybe they found some stability and maybe that can be the first phase. The other thing is we talk about Miami like it just kind of came to me like conditioning, Cole Strange, fat guys in the sun. Like, because I know they've rotated guys in Miami before. Like, yeah. I don't want them rotating. I want these five guys on the field. I don't, I, no, you said I it. Freaking low gets out there and bad things happen almost immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Awful. Like, yeah. Um, so I want these five. I mean, maybe you could switch the rookie guards and I wouldn't care. But other than that, yeah. I want these guys out there. I want the Trent. I want the middle in the uh, center. It's the same. I want Andrews. Yeah. I want Trent, and I want um, Mike Onwenu. Jeez. Right. And then guards. If it's it's if it's a mix of Strange and Sal and Mafi, then we'll take it. But keep keep the bookends the same. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but it's not great that you're lumping your first round pick into your late round picks as just interchangeable yeah, no. guards up front. That's right. not ideal. But okay, that's so what happens when you draft a guard at the 29th pick. Sorry. Well, I mean, he could have they been Logan Mankins. Down. Logan Mankins worked out pretty well. He was really good. But yeah, well, that's this is a conversation for another day. It is. Uh, so you have the coaching matchup: McDaniel's yep. modern genius versus Belichick Mayo. Belichick, um, old school genius, I guess we'll say on that side of the ball. You have Patriots um, developing depth in the secondary to deal with the developing lack of depth of weapons potentially for the Dolphins, or maybe just a really scary matchup against Hill and Waddle, and we'll see how that goes. And yep. then up front, I think it all starts there with the Patriots offensive line setting the tone. So the, the line actually dropped. I think it started pre-line was like 12 and a half. It's down to yep. nine and a half, which is still a pretty big number in the NFL mm -hmm. these days. Um, not a lot of respect being given to the Patriots coming off their win over the Bills. The Dolphins are among the best teams in football, a Super Bowl contender, high hopes, record-setting hopes. Um, have the Patriots stabilized all of it. You put it in a blender, you press that little pulse button. What does Mike Cadlick see? Vroom, vroom. Yep. All right. I think that, um, coming off of last week, the Patriots do have some momentum. 
I think we will continue to see the offense click. Um, I think that Miami coming off a loss is not good for the Patriots. Uh, it true. kind of it kind of reminds me of when they beat the Jets, and it was like, oh, okay, now they can go beat the Cowboys. But the Cowboys were coming off a loss, and they kind of took it to us. Um, having said that, we talk about the spread. I think the Patriots cover the spread. I think they put up a fight. Uh, but I do think the Dolphins win this one. I'm going to go with a final score of 28-24 Dolphins. Um, it's tight. It's close. Um, I don't think Mac Jones – I think Mac Jones continues to play well. I just think uh, this Dolphins offense, even without Tyree Kill, um, can put up enough points to to win the game. But close one. Pats keep it, Pats keep it close. So if you're right, I like that they score 20-plus points for the second straight week. Um, yeah, but there's no moral victories anymore. No moral victories, and the problem is that would have been an acceptable loss if you hadn't dug the 2-5 yep. hole. Like, you would have exactly. been like, okay, that's fine. It's in Miami. They're a good team. You you fought the good fight. The yep. problem is you can't fight good fights. You have to steal. Like, if you're going to play meaningful football of any kind in November and December, you need to win pretty you much You got to steal one like you just did last weekend. Yep. Yeah. You got to steal them and then wins, win the ones you're supposed to. So, um, but again, we start here on Six Rings and Football Things with entertain me. Don't fall on your face. Don't suck. Right. As Lou Merloni might say, just suck a little or don't suck at all, whatever. Um, and that's a game that you present to me that I feel like probably would play out in a semi-entertaining fashion, even if you're disappointed. And I know um, I have some buddies. I think there are still people going down for the Miami trip that is very popular in New England. And mm -hmm. I talked to him like last week and it was like, I don't even kind of want to go. I think they're going to get embarrassed. And then they beat the Bills and it's like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a shot. Maybe I'm a little more into this game. Maybe it's not just a vacation to Miami. Maybe right. it's still a game I'm going to see. Um, and you predict a game. So I will send everybody else over to yep. the Six Rings and Football Things preview podcast with Fitzy and myself, which you'll be a part of because you recorded be. a nice interview with Chris Mason from Mass Live. But there you have it. You have your matchups. You have our buddy Mike Cadlick predicting a hard-fought, close battle where the Patriots come up a little bit short. Just um, a wee bit. But, but, you know, it happens. It's the National Football League. And if you feel good about Mac after the game, I think you may still feel good. If Mac doesn't fall on his face, if he doesn't wilt in the heat, if it's not the debacle in Dallas, then I think um, there still could be some positives to come from it. But this is another Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, make every moment more with FanDuel. And join us again over on the Six Rings preview where we'll have our bets of the week. And you can see if I take the points, if I lay the points, what I do with my bet. And I'm feeling hot. I've been good this year. Been very good. Thank you. See you. Bye, guys.